good morning, good morning. On today's show, I have special guest, Jessica Yarbrough. Jessica's hidden edge is her unique ability to uncover someone's genius or knowledge and turn it into a highly profitable business. We will dive into unlocking genius or getting out of your own way. Why? Because the only limits that exist are the ones we put on ourselves. Her background is in international business and she has built multiple companies. Jessica is a genius at showing entrepreneurs how to build an expert platform, rapidly raising their value, building credibility, and attracting high-paying clients. Have a listen. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I am excited to have special guest Jessica Yarbrough to the show. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Jeff. I am super excited to dive into your head and edge, unpack it, really get deep and and give people some practical advice. Can you share to the audience what is your head and edge? Yeah, my head and edge is to be able to really unlock someone's core genius and show them how to build an expert business and monetize that genius at the highest level. Awesome. And I I love that because I believe everybody has that inside. So how did you discover that edge? Where did you cultivate it? Where was it born? Kind of give us a backstory into that. Well, I know that I had this innate gift Um, I discovered at a young age, um, you know, I always, my mother used to say, you always have the ability to make something out of nothing. Uh, When someone perceives there's nothing there, you know how to pull that out. And I remember guiding people and giving them advice all throughout my life and just having, seeing the ahas in people that I would just meet in passing, you know, in life. Um, I started working in business at a very young age. And every time I would go into a company, I would see possibility. I would see potential. I would see things that were, you know, broken that could be fixed. I mean, I did this at a very young age where I would go in and just suddenly transform a business. Um, And I did it over and over and over again. And I ended up building a startup company here in San Diego and uh, having a spiritual awakening. And that led me to about a four-year hiatus where I did a full deep dive journey into personal development work. And I backpack around the world. You know, I studied deep into meditation and uh, Eastern philosophy. And, uh, you know, all of that, I do believe, uh, played a big part in where I landed today. You know, learning how to as cheesy as it sounds, love myself, take care of myself on a deeper level, um, allowed me to understand how I wanted to channel those gifts into people that I felt connected to and that I felt shared similar values uh, in terms of family and integrity and authenticity and connectedness and and all of those things. So I believe I had the gift already, um, but my journey throughout my life allowed me to then channel that into working with entrepreneurs, which is what I do today. Um, and instead of just looking at a business, which I absolutely do, as I'm a strategist, I'm able to look at the person and really see what sometimes they're unable to see themselves. 
Love it. So a couple questions that come out of that is one that seeing possibility, seeing potential, where was that developed from? Did, was it, was it parents, right? Was it, how, how did you kind of, cause that's obviously an attitude that is yes. cultivated. So where was that born? Well, my mother is a total badass, you know, I mean, she's retired now, but she was a woman who really made it in a very male dominated industry. She mm-hmm rose despite, you know, the opportunities for women were very limited back in her day. And she ended up being a sought after um, leader and president of the National Association of Women in Construction. You know, I didn't want to go into that male dominated industry that didn't um, didn't interest me. But I, I had this role model of a woman that, you know, really did do it all right, who was able to uh, you know, be the career woman and be a mom. And so I remember wanting to be something at a very young age and being very hungry for uh, growth and, and and all of that. So I do think it was nurtured, but I also believe that I came into this world, you know, with a high level of drive. Mm-hmm. I had parents that supported that. Um, and I also believe that I came into this earth with um, a high level of resilience and this grit determination to succeed. And if you ask me who are the most successful people I know, it's it's people with those traits that we know that entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. I say outside of parenthood, it is the biggest personal development journey that you can go on. I still believe parenthood takes <laughs> the trophy, mm-hmm. um, you know, but those skills are what separates the good from the great is that ability to stand up in the face of adversity, to fail forward, to, you know, pick yourself up and continue on, uh, even when you may not see success in as, you know, as quick a time frame as you'd like. Gotcha. And I, I'm always interested to hear this. Is there any mantra, any kind of saying that stuck with you from your mom as she was going through this journey, things that she say over and over again that would keep you, keep you positive? I mean, my mom always said you can do anything and be anything that you want. It was really right. simple. And I believe that, you know, I knew that to be true. Uh, and, you know, anytime fear has come up for me, I still went through the emotions of feeling fear. I'm not immune to fear, you know, and I always share these stories with my clients where in their shock sometimes that I went through that, but I'm willing to sit with those feelings and to see what's behind them and to move through them because I've seen it over and over and over again that what I want is on the other side of that fear. And I do believe for any of your listeners that are spiritual, I do believe in the divine unfolding of, of your life. You know, and when you're going through something and you're in the thick of it, it's almost like you're at a crossroads. You don't know it. Are you going to move through the fear and get to, you know, from the winding journey, are you just going to leap over to where you're supposed to be? Or are you going to fall back into old habits and go into fear? And you're going to have this long winding journey to eventually get to where you want to go and who you want to become. So we're faced with these choices throughout our life and we can't see them in the moment. We see them a time period later, a year later, two years, five years later, you say, oh, that's why that, I got it. Funny, funny. This was hilarious. I get why I'm supposed to go through this. I get why I was faced with these. And if I if I didn't get that lesson, I, I understand why I got it two, three, four more times until I woke up and took the action I needed to become the person that I'm supposed to be. And and let's let's go right into fear because I think so many people are gripped with fear, right? They feel yes. it, they feel 
that twinge all of a sudden, like the mind kicks in. No, you shouldn't do this. It's scary. You're not going to be successful, all these things. So what are some practical tips you use in your life that have allowed you to, I, I call it a mindset muscle, right? You build that mindset muscle. You have a different relationship with fear. All of a sudden you crave, hey, when that kicks in, I know I need to go because that's the exact place where I'm going to grow from. So what are some practical things that you do when you feel that fear twinge? Well, first of all, I encourage all your listeners to listen to their intuition. Okay. okay. Our body is sitting as signals, right? You know, if you're, if you're full, it's probably a good time to stop eating or you're going to get a stomach ache. You know, if you're sitting at a job where every time you get in the car, you feel this dread come over you, you're sitting at your desk. And I even have heard, you know, um, colleagues and past clients describe it as they felt like their soul was leaking out of them. Mm-hmm. Trust those intuitions. You know, if you're in a toxic relationship, you know, these things. Your mind may not be able to accept them yet, but your body, your intuition knows. And so what I encourage you to do whenever it's something major and you'll feel it um, beginning to boil and like it's going to overflow and you know that you're going to have to make a major life decision, the biggest advice I can give you is not to discuss it with those around you. Because they will oftentimes talk you out of the very thing that you know in your heart you're supposed to do. You're seeking outside validation. And oftentimes you will ask people who love you, but they don't necessarily want what is best for you because what's best for you might scare the heck out of them. Because if you follow your path and your truth, you are, uh, you're showing them that, uh, that you're going forward in life and they might be just caught in a pattern of fear. You know, one of the most empowering decisions I ever made in my life, the most empowering decision was to walk away from the company that I helped build. Okay. So what I recommend for anyone for those major life decisions that you go and into a quiet place and you and you isolate for a day or two, whatever it may be. It doesn't actually take long. So if you need to go rent a cabin in the woods or or rent a house at the lake or the beach, do that. And you get really, really quiet and you listen. You don't ask. You make that decision. It will be the most empowering decision of your life. And you go forward with it. You know, when I made that decision to walk away from my company, I didn't ask anyone. I sat with it. It took me several days. And when I came back and I shared that, my family, as much as I love them, were like, are you crazy? Why would you do this? This is crazy. I mean, I would say at least 60, 70% of the people were very upset that made that decision. And a handful were like, yeah, that's awesome. Go for it. Um, And yet it was what I needed to do. If I would have asked everybody, they would have talked me out of it. Are you crazy? This is, you have stable income. You have the title. You have all the things that you want. You built it. This was your dream. Why would you walk away? That's irresponsible. You know, I can imagine all the layers that would have been thrown onto me until it got so heavy that I would have felt stupid for making that decision. And I would have continued on that path for however long, 10 years, 15 years until I got the courage to follow that truth once again, or until I had a pivotal moment, a crisis of some sort in my relationships or my health that pushed me to make the decision I should have made 10 or 15 years before. I I love that point of not discussing it with those around you, because to your point, they might be in a different place in their life. Maybe they, you know, their loved ones, they don't want to see you get hurt. They don't want to see you risk it all. So they're going to be very conservative and, and say, Hey, you probably shouldn't do this. Right. That that's number one. 
Number two, hey, but just be with yourself. I mean, the, the, I, I'm sure a lot of people, when they hear this, like go to a cabin or somewhere by yourself for one or two days. And they're like, well, why would I do? I, I love that thought, right? I'm, I'm right in line with you because too many times we don't sit and just listen. We're busy, busy, busy. We're totally connected by social media, email. Like we're constantly wired. Some of the greatest parts of my day is when I just go for a walk and I'm without my phone and I'm by myself in nature. And we need to tap into that intuition so much more. So that was leaving the company. That was that four-year hiatus. So after you leaned into your intuition, after you made the leap, what was that four years like in growth and, and really exploring yourself? I mean, it was incredible. I was able to understand why I had made decisions that I'd made, you know, how my uh, parents had influenced me, the belief systems that I took on. There are some great things like we were chatting about before the show that your parents can give you. And then there's also a lot of patterns and limiting beliefs that you do have to break when you're raised by the previous generation. And so looking at all of those and understanding what I really wanted my life to look like, I, I saw very clearly I would never go back into an office again. And, you know, work in that setting and uh, that I wanted freedom. I would not be limited to whatever one week, two weeks vacations a year. I really wanted to do life on my terms and to be able to travel. And I also knew, especially circling back when I decided to start my company, that even though I could have easily gone and gotten a job and made more money immediately, easily. Right. right. I knew that this was the, the harder path, the more challenging path, but I also knew I would be able to be far more successful as an entrepreneur, income and freedom and time and, and, and fulfillment wise than I would have taking the easy way out, which is to get a job, which give me a week in it. And I would have already started to resent and regret my decision. Gotcha. Okay. So four years is a quite a long time to be exploring. What are one or two just big aha moments where you were kind of blown away in the journey that, that you just said, wow, I can't believe I just learned that, discovered it about myself, whatever it was. You know, I I had already gotten some validation for the getting quiet and that just became more, following my intuition became really huge. Okay. Um, and the, like the spiritual teacher Ram Das says, you know, the quieter you become, the more you can hear. And so I saw that again and again and leaned on my intuition and also saw was really cool on my journey that no matter where you are, opportunities, if you're open, will unfold for you. Like incredible things will unfold for you. So this belief that you have to be in this place, in your you know environment where you've always grown up and do things the traditional way, you know, is, is an illusion. Mm -hmm. Like there is op opportunity will follow you wherever you go if you're open to it. So that, that was a big aha moment. And then the other one honestly was self-care. You know, mm -hmm. when I worked in my corporate job, I was in my twenties. Uh, so I, and it was startup and it was grueling and self-care wasn't at the forefront. I had started doing yoga, but you know, I learned so much on that four year journey about how self-love is self-care. Like, Absolutely. And how important it is to exercise, not only for my body, you know, for, for physically like looking good, but for my mind and what a release it is and how to meditate and the importance of um, int being intentional, being mindful and eating organic foods. And, you know, what if I look at who I was in my early 20s compared to who I am a long time later, you know, 
self-care has been the theme for many, many years and learning to, to take care of myself in a really powerful, intentional way. Yeah, I, I love the the self love piece, and my wife and I joke around about old Jeff versus new Jeff, right? The old Jeff with not the habits you needed, not the behaviors that were really leading to the optimal performance, the optimal self. Probably the same in in your boat. So let's go back to bringing this out, bringing this you know unique ability to bring the best out of other people, their hidden genius. How do you do that with your clients and people you interact with? Well, it's, it's a couple different things. I mean, one, I do look at their past wins, their past successes. Okay. Um, I do look at what lights them up, what brings them joy. Also, sometimes it's easier to look at what repels them, what turns them off. Some people are more focused on that, and then we can narrow in. And I use my intuition as well to help pull it, pull out what is their genius. I asked questions. You know, I'm very consultative in nature. My clients hire me and say, tell me what to do. But this process is much more a process of inquiry, the initial Mm -hmm. process to uncovering their genius. And I'll have people come to me and they've been doing 10 different things. A lot of people come to me in the trap of the generalist, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to be all things to all people, uh, jack of uh, all trades, master of none. And in order to build really successful and build expert authority, we have to get them highly focused on the very thing that they do best and, and build their positioning around it and their, um, and be intentional around it. And so a lot of them come to me and they're not even sure. They're like, I'm really good. I can do all these things. I'm someone that can wear all these different hats. And we have to look at what is your biggest and best gift that you bring to your clients? What is something that you can solve that no one else can? And the problem most people have is that we are innately blind to the things that we're great at. Right. You know, the rest of the world, we just assume they can do what we do. We're like, oh, that's five minutes. I can do that. Boom. I see it. Well, that's not most people. Most people aren't able to do what you're able to do. And so one of the things that hold people back, and I think especially in the entrepreneurship journey, they're just trying to figure it out is what am I go? What am I? Where's the lack? Where's the clarity? They lack clarity. What am I supposed to do? I can do all these things. I've done all these different things. But what's the one thing I'm supposed to be doing that's going to fulfill me, light me up, and help me make uh, really good money as well? And I love how you said there that we're blind to our greatness, right? That unique trait, skill, whatever it might be that we discount so quick, but yet so many people would just absolutely die to have that ability to do that. And when we don't ask ourselves powerful questions, when we don't have others like yourself who ask questions and say, let's discover this a little bit more. Let's, let's get curious and let's figure out, Hey, does this light you up? Right. Do you get amazing results? Uh If you do that, that's the path towards leaning in most. And I would say as adults, and I know you're, you're a mother, I'm a dad and, and the power of our questions is so important to us as we, journey down this human experience, right? Asking us, I mean, kudos to you. Like, what what do I truly want my life to look like? And then you figured out, okay, I want freedom. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to never work in an office again. And then you went out and created that. But so many times we're not asking those difficult questions to challenge the status quo and really lean into what truly lights us up. 
Exactly. And we have to do that because otherwise, if you are an entrepreneur, excuse me, or if you're even in a position with a company, you'll end up staying with a company that doesn't fulfill you or you'll end up building a business that you resent, even a successful one. And so it's really important to understand where you want to go and to reverse engineer that not only with your gifts, but with the model, with the strategy that's going to take you there. Because a, a, a big pattern that you have to break, especially when you're coming out of corporate, is that default into like hustle mode and I've got to grind and I've got to pull in all of these things. And that, that, that culture, that hustle culture is toxic to your body, to your relationships, to our world. And so it's really important that you have clarity and that you have an outside sounding board that is not your family, you know, or your, your close friends who may be, you know, stuck themselves to go on that journey and, and, uh, and make the right decision for you. Here's an interesting question for you. You mentioned, you know, close friends who aren't on that journey. One thing I'm sure you've experienced, my circle changed tremendously when I went down that personal development rabbit hole. How did that happen for you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have to, it can be very isolating, it can very be very lonely when you are on a healthier path. Because if you have been friend, friends with people that like to party mm-hmm. or, you know, that's their interests are going to be around that. So for you to say, oh, no, I'm not drinking or I don't want to be in that environment. Uh, I don't want to wake up with a hangover. I want to wake up and go into a hike the next day. I want to be fully engaged. You know, it's just a different mindset. And so, yes, it becomes very important to surround yourself with great uh, role models and people who, you know, share your same values. And and you might find that when you're on the path, your values will shift. Or maybe you just didn't understand your values, (laughs) your true values, and you were a bit lost. And that's okay. That's part of your journey. It's nothing to be ashamed of or feel guilt around it's you, you, you have the awareness and you make the change and you're moving forward. Yeah. I, I found that. So 2022, I gave up drinking and did not have a single sip of alcohol. And, uh, it was, it's amazing where we've gotten to in society where when you do that, people are like, okay, what happened? Do you have a problem? Like, I, I just, I just said, I had already really cut back from my you know college days and my twenties and thirties. I, I just didn't want to waste one day one gift of a day that we get on this earth, not being at a hundred percent, not going for a hike, not getting out in nature and not spending time with, with my family. So it's, it's interesting when you choose to go that path, it, it takes some intestinal fortitude. It takes some grit. It takes some determination and it takes, you know, leaning into your intuition to say, no, this is the path for me. Your path might be different. I still love you. But yeah. this is the path for me. And I think that that in itself, back to fear, is very fear-inducing for people, right? Am I going to be accepted? What What's going to happen? And uh, I know when I was deliberating it, I didn't tell my wife till like Valentine's Day and then didn't tell my extended family till mid-February when I had made that decision. And it was it was probably due to what are they going to think, right? Yeah, that discomfort. But nobody ever regrets taking better care of themselves. No, I, I love to say to people now, like every hour of exercise you put in the gym or 10 minutes of meditation is another hour or 10 minutes you get to spend with your children and grandchildren later in life. And that's a great way to kind of frame it up. Yeah. And you're role modeling for them what it means to be a good leader, a leader of your family and, uh, you know, a leader of your business. If you have clients like being congruent and showing up in a in that powerful way. 
you know, to take care of yourself and not just say, hey, this is a good idea, but not do it. That's really important. Um, and I always say that this has been very true for my journey. The more successful that you become, the more emphasis you must put uh, on your self-care. I share this in one of my, my le- I've actually did several videos about it on my YouTube and people are like, oh yeah, no one really talks about that. Well, yeah, because if you don't take care of yourself and you're just putting all this stress on your body and working and working and working, you will have a health crisis. Right. It's, 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 it's just a matter of time. So, you know, having a real lunch, taking time to exercise, yep. you know, leaving, having control of your calendar, having vacations where you're not tied to your computer. All of those are so important um, because in the end, you know, what really matters is, is your time, right? That's mm-hmm. important. It becomes very important as you grow a company. Yep, absolutely. Jessica, I've loved the conversation. Where can people look you up? Where can they find more information on you? You can find me on LinkedIn. Look me up at Jessica Yarbrough and, or on my YouTube. Either way, on LinkedIn, be sure to send me a message. Let me know you heard me on this show and I'll accept your connection. Thanks so much for being on the show, Jessica. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.